If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. And welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer. And as ever, I'm delighted to be with you. Joining me today is my son, my business partner, and co-founder of the Vacation Rental Formula, Mike Bayer. Hello, everybody. How is everybody doing today listening to the podcast? Hopefully, it's beautiful and sunny where you are because it's beautiful and sunny here where we are. It's amazing. It's am- I was thinking about this the other day. You know, I was sitting outside and working and I actually did a um, I was on a meeting and it was a zoom meeting and people say oh gosh you know this is so nice to be able to sit outside and I said you just don't believe how nice it is to be able to sit outside you know while the sun is transmitting at the moment I am receiving yeah I, I don't think uh, if you always live in a sunny climate you don't really appreciate it uh, like good weather as much as you do when you spend six months in Frost and snow and ice and misery. <laughs> well, that's that's not something that you're going to be experiencing much next winter. No, it isn't. I tell you what, we can come to that a little bit, a little bit towards the end of, end of this the show. Yes, because I'm having some big changes uh, in my life. But I, I think uh, the focus of today's show is to talk about the the Vacation Rental Success Summit, which was uh, uh, in May of uh, May nineteen twenty of um, two thousand and eighteen. We're, we're just what two weeks. Two weeks post-Vacation Rental Success Summit? Yeah, as this gets published, we're about two or three weeks um, beyond the summit. So I, I guess we're, we're pretty much wound down from it now. Um, but we, what we wanted to do today is really bring you some of the highlights of, the, uh, of, of VRSS, what, uh, how, how we felt as, as organizers. I, th- I think the disappointment for me, and same I know goes for you, Mike, is that because we're, we're both so busy during the period of the uh, the summit, we're not able to go and sit in as many of the workshops as we'd, we'd like to. Uh, I'm sure you agree with me on that one. Yeah, it's definitely very challenging to, um, to be able to sit there for a full 45 minutes to listen to them. But for the ones that I did sit in for, for you know, 15, 20 minutes, um, I was so impressed once again um, our speakers at the summit really do bring their A game every single year, um, and we do like to bring back the speakers who continuously deliver amazing content. And their their attitude towards the event is really just connecting uh, on a on a person to person level with the people who are there. And that's what I love about this event is that that there is no um, there are no superstars. I mean, there are superstars, but they 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 don't behave like that they just behave like you know i'm just another business owner and let's help each other out um what i do also love is seeing especially like the keynote speakers people like david angotti and um andrew mcconnell not only are they up on stage delivering incredible content um and the knowledge that they've learned in their business but they're in other people's sessions taking notes to improve their own business um like they have this very very distinct attitude that you know they don't know everything um, and they're always looking to improve on the things that maybe they they feel they know, um, but can do a little bit better. And I think that was that really came out um, at, at, the, at the event. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, actually, I've noticed this at, uh, at some of the VRMA events um, where I've been speaking and I've, I've seen... I've seen some of the, you know, the real leaders in the industry sat in the back of the room taking notes, which is like, wow, <laughs> they, you know, they, these, these guys are, are, are sitting in on my presentation. But then I realized, as, as you just said, that there's always something new to learn or there's always a different perspective on what you already know. And I think, uh, you know, for, for, for anyone who, who, who thinks differently and just, just thinks that they, they do know it all, don't want to learn anything else, then... You're, you're going to fall behind in this industry for sure. And, and that actually is what I wanted to start on because I, I did sit in on the entirety of the opening keynote with David Angotti because he is it's just mesmerizing, actually. And the big message I got out of that keynote, it's about the evolution of this business and the fact that we can't stand still. And we know we, we do hear this over and over again. The time I spend on some of the Facebook groups, there is an element that wants to look backwards, that wants to go back to the past, that wants to resurrect the VRBO of 1998, 1999, and bring it all back. Let's have it back like it used to be. And of course, this this cannot happen. It ain't going to happen, regardless of what people try and do to revert to that 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 type of um, that that type of platform, I mean, a couple of the examples that David gave were, you know, the, the products and these businesses that we know so well, and he talked about why they failed. And the first one was Toys R Us. You know, Toys R Us used to be everywhere. We used to take our kids in. We used to go up and down the aisles, and and it was it was just magic for the kids. It was actually magic for the parents at Christmas time because you could always go and check things out and feel the boxes and see if see if stuff looked cheap or not. But at the end of the day, you could, you know, you picked up what you wanted, you took it to the checkout and you bought it. Now, who does that? You know, we're all online and Toys R Us did not embrace this as they 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 could have done. I mean, what they did was sort of get into bed with Amazon way, way back and made a deal with Amazon for Amazon to place all their uh, products online. But they didn't become an online business themselves. And look what happened to Amazon and look what happened to Toys R Us. Yeah, Toys R Us Us completely lost their shirt on that deal. Uh, And unfortunately, they they ended up losing their business. Um, And I I think that that, that's a real, I mean, that's big, big picture stuff. But I think it's always worth looking at you know, how can you make change and evolve in your own small business? So we had this great conversation um, with uh, CJ Stam, Wes Melton, and, and David Angotti about how to evolve in your small business or, or how not to be so complacent that you don't recognize where there's opportunities. And, you know, that was partially the downfall of Toys R Us is the fact that they didn't recognize that. They didn't recognize where the opportunities were and how they needed to change their business to stay relevant. So what these guys did, and particularly CJ Stam, who is the um, COO, no, he's not. He's the uh, managing partner for um, Southern Comfort Cabin Rentals. He worked together with the other property managers and the other vacation rental owners in their geographical rental area to create an event to help drive in booking guests in their low season. 
So this was, this was a season where they typically would not get anything. Um, they had been to their local chamber of commerce and tried to persuade them to, you know, make more effort to, to get more tourism in, in the, in the low season. And it just wasn't working. So they decided to take it upon themselves to create their own event. Um, and it was a huge success. It was a, um, it was a, a music festival that they created and they, they very specifically created it in the, uh, the low season. And now this event has been going for a few years, and it brings in um, the, pretty much all of the properties in the area are fully booked out during that uh, during that music festival. Um, so that was just a really unique idea, and I love the, the fact that it was vacation rental business owners coming together to take action and and bring in tourism themselves, rather than just sitting back and allowing you know your local chamber of commerce to do it. Um, or your local tourism board. So I, I thought that was a, a really great story. So if you haven't checked it out, again, go to facebook.com forward slash vacation rental formula. And I had a chat with CJ Stam um, on uh, Facebook Live. So you can go and check out that video. And it's and it's and if you go to the show notes, it's also linked in the show notes as well. Uh, you can also check out the uh, lodging association. It's called Blue Ridge, Blue Ridge Lodging Association uh, at uh, www.stayinblueridge.com. And you go there and you'll see an explanation of, um, of you know, what they've done and how they've come together and, and are encouraging people to come there in the low season. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that, that was a, that, that's a great, uh, a, a great example. I mean, the, the second example that um, David used, of course, was, uh, was Blockbusters, uh, another, <laughs> another massive fail. Um, Blockbusters just wanting to stay with their conventional and traditional methods of doing things, you know, and trying to, and trying to get into the online business too late, by which time uh, when, when they tried to do it, Netflix had, had taken over everything. So that was the demise of um, blockbusters. And I'm sure there's many other uh, companies that have gone that same way that just haven't embraced the future or haven't, um, haven't thought outside the box, thought of something different to do. I was just going to jump in. I think one of the things I love about that, that Netflix blockbuster story is the fact that Netflix was started because Reed Hastings, who's the CEO of Netflix, um, he got a 40 or $50 fine from an overdue blockbuster uh, DVD that was supposed to be returned. And it infuri- infuriated him so much. It's like, why? Why am I getting this massive, massive fine just because, because I couldn't make it back to your store? So he saw the problem, uh, created the solution, or or, or um, you know mapped out the solution, and actually went to Blockbuster and actually booked an appointment with the guys at Blockbuster, and not just the local store but corporate, and said, "Here's my idea. How about we begin to move this stuff online so people can stream it from their homes, so they don't have to have these these fines." And Blockbuster basically laughed him out of the room, and then less than a year later, he put them out of business. Yeah. And this was just a this was a single individual who just saw a problem, created the solution, and then subsequently put a multi billion dollar business out of business. It's, it's amazing if, if you just have that forethought of of seeing what the solution is and trying to create that solution and, and just going for it. It's amazing what can happen. Adding to that story, it was the year two thousand. Netflix sort of approached Blockbuster for for their buyout deal, and it was you know, priced at fifty million dollars, and Blockbuster refused. Yeah. No thanks, that can't work. Nobody wants yep. a month-to-month subscription to have DVDs delivered to their door. I mean, that's what was the start of Netflix. They were delivering DVDs to the door. That there is talk that that you know that, that Blockbuster's demise was all due to the 
uh, late fee. And it, and it definitely allowed Netflix to, to create a great marketing program, a marketing strategy based around no late fees. So, so just another little um, tidbit on that story is that there were a couple of companies that, that did very well out of that where they realized that you know mail order to your door on a subscription basis would really work because Zip – I remember I, you and I, we both had subscriptions to Zip. Yeah. Um, which I'm not sure if it was just Canadian or if it was U.S. as well. But yeah, the, the DVDs would arrive. You'd take however long you wanted to watch it, and then you'd put it in the self-addressed envelope and send it back. But Zip was another company that didn't recognize the fact that how can we make this easier? How can we make this easier for our for our user? Um, and, and they, again, went out of business because they didn't migrate to the idea of actually how do we put these movies online? So people can stream them whenever they want rather than having to wait for them to arrive in the mail. Um, so, again, what we're getting at, what we're trying to get across with this, this story and also the, the underlying message from the Success Summit is that you have to evolve. You have to constantly be looking at your business and not be complacent. Always begin to look at how you can change that guest experience to improve it and make it that much more amazing for that guest. Um, and yes, I, I think that's, that's the, that's the underlying tone of the whole event, really. It, it was interesting to hear what Steve Milo was saying in his, uh, his keynote, because he looked at the, uh, the OTAs. Now, Steve Milo is the, um, founder of V trips, which formerly was vacation rental pros. And Steve, uh, owns a number of, a number of companies across the U S and has around 2,000 uh, properties under management. So he, he really he does know his stuff, and he knows his statistics. But one of the most interesting things that he was saying, he said, is you, you know, you've got to diversify. And I've, I've been seeing this a lot. I've been on a lot. Of, I mean, we're, we're all on a ton of Facebook groups. And I'm on a few specific Airbnb Facebook groups where I'm hearing people say that, uh, you know, oh, don't allow anybody to book outside the Airbnb system. Um, you know, Airbnb is really good to us. They love us as hosts. So we've got to be good back to them and not book outside the system. And this, this sort of horrifies me that people have been so taken in by this whole Airbnb wrap-up approach that we do everything for you that they, those people are going to be monumentally shocked when Airbnb change their practices. And what Steve was suggesting, that there, there is some testing going on at the moment to actually charge hosts and not guests the fees. So at the moment, hosts are paying 3% or maybe 5% if there is a strict cancellation um, policy, I think. I think that's the way it goes. But Steve said, so what happens if Airbnb suddenly decides, well, we're not going to, we're not going to be charging guests 12% anymore? Uh, as a as a service fee, instead we're going to be charging the hosts. So how are all those hosts, those millions of hosts, going to manage when suddenly their bottom line is impacted by another nine or ten percent? I'm so so. His message basically was diversify. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Move away from, you know, not totally move away from the Airbnb platform or the HomeAway platform, but share out your marketing among several platforms. And I think that, that was a big message I got from, from that, uh, that keynote. What's, what are your thoughts on that? 
No, I completely agree. I mean, the whole idea of eggs in one basket is is not just in your marketing and, and where you're getting your, your, your guests from, but I think it's also very relevant to where you have your properties as well. We are still in such an infancy with our business, uh, with our industry, I should say, that we need to really be very, very careful about how we are – not careful, but we need to be diversifying. And what I mean by that is don't necessarily have 10 properties all in the same area or certainly 10 properties all in the same municipality. If your entire business is in one municipality and suddenly the, the bylaws change or, the, or there is a sudden cancel on – or a sudden um, regulation on short-term vacation rentals in that area, that can be incredibly damaging to your business. So again, it, it's about again, it's still about evolution. It's understanding about your own business, about how you can evolve your business. But you can, you need to look at how the business is evolving around you. So again, as Heather was saying, if you're using Airbnb as your only means of bringing in guests and bookings to your vacation rental business, that is a big challenge um, where you can get into a lot of trouble. As you said, should the the way that Airbnb run, run their uh, operations changes. So diversify it, have multiple, you know, if, if you're completely committed to using OTAs, that's fine. Uh, but just make sure you're using a range of OTAs to make sure you're not uh, under, all under one umbrella. That can be difficult for some. If you're if you're in if you've been in, you know in the Airbnb world, um, as as, a, as that that's your only the only OTA you use, then it can be challenging to come out of that because you if you don't have reservation management software because Airbnb run everything you know you you can run your entire business through Airbnb. So if you're going to start advertising on HomeAway, VRBO, Booking.com, you need something, some mechanism to take your bookings to make sure that you don't have any double bookings. So it is, you know, it's challenging for people to do this, and that's that's why many won't move away from solely advertising on that platform. And I can understand that, but certainly if you're looking to make a a growing business of this, then it, it is important to to really start thinking about how you can um, use different channels. And it could be that you you know you can come away from the Airbnb system. You can buy into a, your own rental manage, management software that will send out all your information to all the different OTAs plus significant number of other um, of other listing platforms. And then that gets synchronized. So if you get a booking on one, then the calendars right the way across the board and all the other listing platforms are automatically adjusted. And payment comes to you via your own reservation system and not you're, you're, you're then not, um, you're not bound by what Airbnb does. So I hope that made sense. But I, I think, I know it's challenging. But if you want to grow, you've got to think about meeting that challenge. And Jason and I uh, have just finished up another um, eight-week uh, round of the Vacation Rental Marketing 2.0 course. And that's exactly what we teach in that course, is, is how to begin to diversify, begin to take control of your own booking systems, your own uh, marketing, and, and just begin to, to move away from the OTAs. Um, we, do, we do believe in the value of, of still getting initial traffic, especially if you're, you're only just getting started. Absolutely, go and use an online travel agency. Like they really are going to help you build your customer base. 
and that's going to get you your, your best reach. But once you begin to get those guests into your property, make sure they're recognizing you as a brand. Um, I think one of the saddest things is when somebody has a vacation rental business and guests are coming to them through HomeAway or Airbnb or Booking.com or any of these other big sites, and they have the most amazing time at your property because you have actually created that experience for them. The, the OTA has only facilitated the booking system. But when they come to your property, you're the one who has made sure that they have the best vacation ever. But the sad thing is, is they're going to share your listing on wherever they found it on Airbnb, HomeAway, and Booking.com. And they're going to drive all their friends through those online travel agencies rather than having them come back directly to you. If you don't have a website and if you don't have a booking system if you, and you're not able to facilitate that all by yourself. And, and I think it, it's very unfortunate that you get these people coming through your properties sometimes twice a year, sometimes every other year. And they are, you know, they love you. They love your property. They love where it is. And they keep coming back time and time again. But you're losing out on that commission every single time because it's going back to the online travel agency. So it's, it's incredibly valuable for you to begin to develop your own marketing and booking systems. So that way you can begin to capture those people once they're at your property. Build your brand, build your um, the values around your business, and, and make those connections with people because that's how you build your business. I was going to move across to um, um, Andrew McConnell's recent uh, blog post about the, the the summit and his big three takeaways, um, if that's okay. Yeah, I've got that open right here. I was um, I, I wanted to talk about that because he uh, you know talk about hitting the nail on the head. <laughs> he, yes, he really did so with that post. So uh, over to you to um, to dissect that. Well, I'm, going to, I'm just going to touch on his last point. I, I'm going to let you do the, the other two, I think. Um, one thing that's very challenging for the, the Vacation Rental Success Summit as we grow is, is trying to convince the, um, you know, the possible exhibitors and sponsors that we're, a, we're an audience that, that's worth them attending and marketing to. Um, it's, it was a, it's a challenge. It's been a, a big challenge for the last three years to convince um, companies that this is where they need to be. And the reason why we, you know, we, we haven't necessarily marketed the event very well. We've always marketed it based on the numbers and the fact we're growing every year. We're pretty much doubling our attendance every year. Um, I think last year we were in and around 120 people. And this year we're at 245, I think, or 246. Um, so we had a huge jump into 2018. And what we've become, began to realize is that the majority of people attending the Vacation Rental Success Summit are individual owners. However, these individual owners are the property managers of the future. These are the people who are so passionate about vacation rental that they're willing to give up three, four, five days to come and attend this event with travel, uh, air travel costs, hotel costs, the cost of the ticket. This is all coming out of pretty much their back pocket because they love what they do. And they're growing their business. And, and, and these people, like, especially the, the attendees we've seen come back from 2016, 2017, and into 2018, it's amazing to see the people who did attend in our first event when we only had 70-odd people, um, where they only had one property. And now we're seeing only two years later, many of those people are into double digits with how many properties they have now. And what's really fascinating is that a large majority of, of companies don't want to attend our event to exhibit or sponsor because they don't feel that the attendees there are their market. They're looking for property managers. They're looking for people who are, you know, so this is a business. And 
I, I really, I mean, in, in Andrew McConnell's article, uh, he just talked about some people just don't get it. Um, and I, I love the fact that he recognizes that the people here in the audience at the Vacation Rental Success Summit, these are the, the future giants. These are the people who are going to be making waves in the industry. They are going to be the, the game changers, the paradigm shifters. Um, and, and I love that he was able to see that. Um, and Andrew, I think, has been with us uh, in 2017 and 2018. And, it, and I love the fact that, that, that he is recognizing this and promoting this, the fact that you, know, you have to pay attention to the people who are putting their passion and their time into attending these events and not just the employees from the vacation rental property management companies who are just being sent there to go and have like to, to to some other events where they're just being sent there to get a little bit of education. Um, so I I just yeah I want, I want to leave you with that um, in in terms of this is where it's at people uh, the vacation rental success summit is where you are going to find the game changers and the 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 knowledge bomb droppers and and the people who are really going to help to shape this industry as we goes forward uh, and I'm I'm very very proud to have created a venue where these people can come together. And I was talking to a number of the exhibitors and we were talking about this, you know, because I, I, I did ask that question, you know, how do you feel that these, a lot of these attendees are independent, um, independent owners and hosts rather than property managers? Now, you, th- there was a marked difference between some who said, who, who actually did get it and said, yeah, these are the property managers of the future. Or these are the, these are the investors of the future that are going to have a number of properties and if we can get our name with them at this very early, early stage, we're the ones they're going to be remembering, not the ones who come looking, looking for their business when they've got to, you know, to have employees that they can send to VRMA. So th- there were some enlightened companies there, for sure. And I, I'm thinking that you know, 99% of our, of our sponsors and exhibitors were very, very happy with the quality of the attendees. Um, some got it 100%, some got it about 60%, and, and one or two didn't get it much at all. But that's the way it is. As you said, Mike, those people spent a huge amount of money to come, and they don't do that if they're not planning on this being a professional business and growing into the future. Yeah, and, and I think uh, as this this event goes forward, I mean, we're still, um, you know, as a team, we're still figuring out um, exactly the details for, for, for VRSS 19. Um, as we go forward, I, I think it's just going to, it would just keep growing. Um, I, but at the same time, it's, it's in our best interest to ensure that we maintain our integrity as, as, a, um, as an event. Um, I think one thing that's very sh- shocking and surprising to some exhibitors and sponsors is that we don't provide the email list. Um, we don't give out the contact details of all the attendees very specifically because that in, that in encourages engagement. If you go to an event, I don't feel as an exhibitor or a sponsor, you have any right to sit down and just play with your iPhone for an entire weekend or an entire two or three days. Um, because you already have the contact details for everybody and you're just going to send out emails the following week. You're just kind of there to show your your booth and and you know if anybody wants some additional information or some giveaways they'll come and get it. Whereas what I saw at Vacation Rental Success Summit was the engagement between the exhibitors and the sponsors and the attendees was was unparalleled. It was just amazing to see these people coming together, sharing ideas, connecting, uh, making relationships, uh, and, and I think that's what's so 
so it gets lost in in a huge event where it's so difficult to actually make those relationships. Um, so I really feel that that was um, that was a very nice thing to see in um, at this event. Yeah, there were a lot of nice things to see at this event. Um, <laughs> having to, ha- I have to say that the venue was just stunning. Um, it was it was quite amazing, and and a little word goes out here to our wonderful event organizer Erica Townsend for for doing such a fantastic job in sourcing the location. Well, sourcing the venue, we sourced the yeah, location. No. Yeah, I think it, you know, we had some feedback um, about the location just in terms of maybe not being, uh, San Antonio is not an airline hub. Uh, and I think we'll pay a little bit more attention to that because, you know, we have people come from all over the world. We had several people coming from Australia this year, people from Europe, um, just really all over the place. So we do, I think in going forward, we will make sure that wherever we are, located in the future will definitely be an airline hub just to limit that that travel time or, or that inconvenience to get to the uh, uh to the to the summit in the future yeah that's uh, that that's a good point but you have to say you have to agree it was pretty spectacular oh it was yes i i know you were i, I think we were tossing up in the early days for um of, of producing 2018 was the um i wanted san diego and you wanted san antonio and uh, and i I, I wasn't all for San Antonio, but I'm so glad we did have it there because it was beautiful. We had a great weekend. Um, anybody who was there, I believe it was on the Friday, you know, it was on the Saturday evening. Um, there was the uh, the military parade on the Riverwalk or the 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 River Parade. So it was, it was there was a lot going on. It's just a happening, buzzing little city, and it's just absolutely amazing to see all the people on the river walk and everybody's just having such a great time. Uh, I, you don't tend to see that too often in, in downtown cities, but it's just, it just a, very much a fiesta atmosphere year round. Yeah. Just sort of segueing from that a little bit um, into the whole issue of social media, because that's something that was, um, that, that was covered you know, relatively briefly at the summit. Um, Tyan Marsink did a, a session on um, Instagram and and of course, Tyan and Alana had done their VR mastered boot camp the day before, which uh, which covered a lot more in terms of um, of social media platforms. And I mention this because you have finally got me into into um, Audible, Mike. And oh, really? <laughs> so downloaded, crushing it, um, Gary Vaynerchuk's latest. Which which takes it a step further, and I was out running this morning and and listening to this, and I had to stop it halfway back um, because there were so many ideas just from the introduction and half of chapter one <laughs> going through my head. But it was all about um, it was all about social media and and what finding your platform and um, and getting the message out there. And the reason I mentioned this here is because I was watching social media throughout that VRSS weekend and seeing what people were using. And, of course, um, we were doing Facebook Live, which was terrific and really opened me up to the idea of how easy it is to flick on, your, uh, flick on a video and broadcast to the world. Can I just change that just a little bit? Rather than you're turning on um, Facebook Live and broadcasting to the world – it's you're turning on Facebook Live and you're interacting with the world. I think that's the, that's the biggest key difference with Facebook Live especially is the fact that it's, it's live. So you're not putting out a pre-recorded message. 
you know, people can come and watch live, mm-hmm. comment and ask questions. So it is actually a two-way conversation with as many people or as many followers happen to um, actually find you, um, you know, on your live broadcast. Um, the nice thing is, is not only can people watch the live broadcast and interact with you while you're speaking live, so you can actually answer questions live, but then they can also see the replay. So as soon as it's done, they can go in and make comments at any point through the video and it'll notify you as a comment. So you can go back later and, and, and type in the comments and answer, answer questions. Um, so I think that's a huge difference with Facebook Live is, is its ability or your ability now to interact with people live. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Because, uh, I mean, you, you, you have um, much more knowledge on um, the whole concept of Facebook Live. Um, if I put this into the perspective of, of a vacation rental business owner, one of the great things you can do as a property manager, for example, if, you, if you're beginning to develop a following on Facebook and you're connecting with people, they're, they're asking, you become, you're becoming a destination expert. If you do Facebook Live from a brand new property where you can give somebody a tour of the property or you could do a Facebook Live just on a tripod in front of a brand new property, it's a great opportunity to engage with people who are currently at that time looking for a vacation for, for their group. You can, so, you know, you're using this one property to get people's attention, but then you can answer questions about um, other properties you have in your inventory. You can answer questions about the, the destination. It, it's, it's just a great way for people to grab people's attention. And, and it's a very noisy world on social media. And Facebook Live or any of these live formats, because you can still go live on Periscope. Uh, you can still do YouTube Live. There's all these different avenues where you can grab somebody's attention because you're live. And, you know, as, as a viewer myself, when, when, some, when I get a notification that, oh, so-and-so's gone live, don't miss out, quite often I'll click on just to see what it's about. So it's, it's taken my attention away from anything else I'm doing and, oh, I'm going to quickly jump in because I don't want to miss out on this live broadcast. So if, you, if there's anything I can encourage you to do after listening to this, this show is to plan your very first Facebook Live. And sometimes the planning, too much planning can actually prevent you from doing it. It's a matter of simply picking up your phone, turning the camera towards you and clicking the go live button. And, and then see see what interaction you can get. And that's what I intend to do tomorrow. I'm going out tomorrow, um, providing the weather's good. I hope the weather's as good as it, as it is today. I'm going out tomorrow. I'm seeing three new properties. And I thought, well, this is, this is a, you know, as a property manager, what a great opportunity this is for me to be out at brand new properties that, have, that haven't even gone live on our listings, um, do a Facebook Live from each one and Say, you know, here are the great features. This is why we're choosing it. Um, this is this is and and this is the location. Uh, here's the waterfront, and it will give people that that really tangible sort of you know feeling of actually being there. And then, as, as you say, if I've got people on that Facebook Live feed, they can ask questions. You know, how how deep is the water at the shoreline? And I could go and paddle my feet in it and. They can see that if they really want to see my feet in the water. But, uh, you know, that, that, that's, that's the general gist. Yeah, and you know what? I'm, I'm just going to throw – and this is a completely different podcast episode. But um, one thing that you can do is, is rather than just relying on the people who happen to be on social media at the time or who happen to have their device in their hand, you can preempt your Facebook Live and actually let people know that this is going to happen. 
So if you have an email list, for example, so, so Heather, what you could do tomorrow morning is send out a broadcast to all of your guests, uh, your guest email addresses, and say, just to let you know, I'm going to be reviewing three brand new properties today. If you're interested, make sure that you like and follow uh, Cottage Link Rental Management's Facebook page, and you will be able to get notifications as to when I go live at these properties. Um, so that's a great way to take people who are on your email list and actually convert them to be followers of your page or, or your business page. Oh, excellent. I, no, and I hadn't thought about that. So, you know, there is, a, there is a little bit of a learning curve here. So Yeah, absolutely. And there's, there is for everybody. The other thing I'm doing, and this is, you know, thank you, Tyann Marsink, for, for doing a great job at VRSS in bullying me into getting going on Instagram. I know that you and Andrea are becoming um, quite competent at getting your new project up on Instagram. And now, as we're sort of coming to the end here, Mike, it's probably a good idea to, to tell people about that. Just before we do that, I have one more thing I just want, want to talk about very briefly about the Success Summit. And some of the, I was just reading through some of the survey responses I'm getting. Um, and also uh, some of the things I read an awful lot on the Facebook groups. I want to talk about a dirty word. And that dirty word is overwhelm. I think overwhelm should be a word that you remove from your vocabulary. And, and this is something that I have problems with as well. <laughs> yeah, this makes me laugh, Mike. You know, I'm hearing this I know. for the first time. Nope. <laughs> no, I know. I know. And, and I, I, I feel that people, not people, because I, I feel the same thing. Overwhelm is, is a psycho psychological condition where you allow yourself to feel like you're being overloaded with things because you're trying to concentrate on too many things at the same time. And yes, and, and Heather's going to laugh at me because she knows how stressed I get in the run-up to the Vacation Rental Success Summit. And But I know that I had really great days where I was just able to logically put things in order that were most important to me at the time. Now, it was uh, there was a great presentation at the Success Summit by um, somebody who was not even in the vacation rental industry, a guy called Brad Martineau from SixthDivision.com. Now, I saw Brad speak at uh, the Traffic Conversion Summit in San, uh, San Diego back in, uh, when was that, March, I think. Um, and the reason I invited him to come and speak at, at the Success Summit was that he had this great presentation about being overwhelmed with too many ideas and not being able to implement any of them. The biggest thing is, is you can have a good idea or there could be a good thing presented to you, at, but it's the wrong time. And what you need to do is be able to prioritize what is important and what's not. And what's important in your vacation rental business is making, is getting bookings, making money, and creating amazing experiences. Um, the, we've talked before about the idea of focusing your business on ensuring that your guest has the best possible experience. And yes, to, to have a guest, you have to have a booking. To have a booking, you're going to be making money. But if you look at the guest experience as the goal of creating this incredible experience for every single person who stays um, at any property within your business, that in turn will get you more bookings and that in turn will get you more, um, uh, more revenue. But when it comes to the overwhelm where you think you have to do everything all at the same time, always come back to, is what I'm doing now solving the guest experience? Because that's the end game. That's the ultimate goal is to make sure that your guest has the best possible experience. Is what I'm doing now going to create a great guest experience? 
And if you can solve that puzzle, if you can solve the guest experience puzzle where you can you have a system in place where you can find out some great information about your guests, you can make a relationship with your guests, that is going to help with the the growth of your business because you're going to be having more bookings coming in more organically. You're going to have them coming in from word of mouth and, and referrals. So all of these other things, which nine times out of ten – revolve around either business administration or business marketing all of these million things that people are suggesting that you do that, that causes your I'm, I'm doing the little in quotation marks overwhelm does it solve the problem of creating the best guest experience so if you feel you're getting overwhelmed with things you have so many things to do write them all down and put them in priority order of what is going to create the best guest experience. I know it sounds like I'm repeating myself over and over again, but I think that's so important. And you have to look at um, – Brad Martineau does this, this beautiful presentation about looking at the money and looking at one step either side of the money. So the money is – you know, the money arrives in your bank account on the before side is getting the booking. And on the after side is the guest experience. So if you focus on the two immediate sides of the money, that is where you're going to create the most impact in your business. And then as you begin to systematize and, and, and make that more fluid and, and a lot easier for yourself because you're more familiar with those uh, with doing that, you begin to branch out um, on both sides. So you can branch out um, with more marketing and bringing more people in. And then on on the guest experience side, you can begin to branch out on you know getting reviews, getting the uh, referrals, and turning those guests into raving fans. Um, so hopefully that I've explained that, um, and I think we might do a Facebook um, uh, live video on that in the next couple of weeks because I think that's really really important. Yeah, um, I didn't get to see Brad's um, keynote, but uh, but certainly from from the feedback I got from people, they were just blown away by the content in there and they all came out looking sort of a little bit shell-shocked I think they, they all seem to have had this aha moment at some point during that um, during that presentation stay tuned because I'm, I'm really hoping that we can get Brad onto the podcast as a guest um, because his message is just so obvious I should say and it's and it purely is about being able to break down all the things that you think you have to do breaking them right down to the very simplistic tasks um and, and his big thing is you can have an idea but an idea cannot get implemented without a plan um so you can have a million ideas but if you don't create a, a, a plan to actually implement that idea then it's never going to happen it's just going to go into the idea graveyard um so i i think that um his presentation we will actually be producing um through vacation rental formula as 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 a free video to give away because i think it's so important for vacation rental business owners to really understand that and get it um so so stay tuned and, and as soon as we have that available we'll let you know that would be great because that that's that's one i really really want to watch so can we go back to your project now Yes. So as you may be aware, um, Andrea and I, Andrea is my wife uh, and I, we sold our vacation rental property um, back in November. Actually, we actually we, we signed the deal back in November, but we didn't close until uh, the end of March. I think it was. I'm, I'm losing track of the dates now. Everything's moving so fast. So the reason we sold our property is because we've decided that we wanted to basically sell or, or liquidate a lot of our assets buy a sailboat and take our kids sailing around the world. 
Um, and this is what we're doing. Uh, we've just signed uh, the... We're just about to close on a boat that we bought down in the Virgin Islands uh, on June 11th, which is just a few weeks from now. And we will be beginning um, at least a one-year um, travel experience with the kids starting in October of 2018 to have them experience something outside the box, some, something outside of the normal conventional way of living. Um, it's something that I've been wanting to do, and this has been a passion project of mine for, for nearly 10 years. Um, and Andrea's finally on board, and we're, we're making it happen. So we'll both be um, taking a one-year leave of absence from our jobs. Uh, my full-time job is a firefighter, and Andrea's a paramedic. So we'll be taking a one-year leave of absence traveling through the Caribbean and, you know, doing the homeschooling and, and teaching the kids all about the history of the Caribbean and learning about the, uh, the spice islands and, uh, all the things that they can, uh, that they can experience and see and do. And so, yeah. Um, and, and if you're interested and you'd like to follow along as, as Heather mentioned, we, we're getting heavily inst into Instagram now. Um, so you can find our Instagram page. Um, so it's Instagram.com forward slash Bayerfoot travels. Um, we're also just in the, in the midst of creating our website and our Facebook page. Uh, and again, our, our website is bayerfoottravels.com and our website or our Facebook page is, uh, facebook.com forward slash bayerfoottravels. So between those three, um, we're going to, starting in October, we're going to be doing, uh, some video blogging about what we're doing. Um, and I will be continuing to run the vacation rental formula and Moso partnership and supporting Heather from the boat. Yeah, and um, coming back some point next year to um, to appear at the Vacation Rental Success Summit, I should think. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyhow, yeah. we are we are just about out of time, Mike. Um, so, anything else you want to add? Um, I think what I would like to add is is that if you um, if, even if even if you did not attend the Vacation Rental Success Summit, um, I'm going to be posting in the show notes for this a link to a survey. Um, about attending vacation rental events. And I would love it if, if our Vacation Rental Success podcast audience could just take a few minutes to go over to the show notes, click through to that survey, and you know what? I'll even throw in, uh, we'll do a draw. Um, you know, we'll have this uh, draw before the end of June. Uh, so at the end of June, we'll do a draw of all the um, submissions from that survey to win two free tickets to Vacation Rental Success Summit 2019. Um, and we may add some other things in there as well. So, so head across to the show notes. Uh, it will be, if you're, tr if you're on your smart device, uh, you can actually click through to the show notes right in the description of the episode. Or you can head across to cottageblogger.com and, uh, and head across to the show notes and fill out that survey. And uh, it, it really helps us to, you know, the whole point of the Vacation Rental Success Summit is to serve owners, managers, and service providers. So please let us know what it is that you would like to see at Vacation Rental Success Summit 2019. Um, and really, we'd like to know if, you, if you'd be interested in attending. Um, it, would, uh, it would really help us out to, to get an idea of what your budget is, uh, where you're willing to travel to, and all those kind of things. So we'll be putting that survey together, and, uh, and then you can, uh, can let us know. And there will be a comment section at the bottom of that survey. So if there's anything that you want to, to mention about uh, events that you've been to or any advice that you could give us, please let us know and, uh, and we'll have that all included in that survey. Perfect. Thanks, Mike. Um, I know you Thanks, everybody. 
yeah, I know you're very busy today because you're heading out tomorrow on a little trip. So um, enjoy the rest of this gorgeous day. And, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you again before too long, I'm quite sure. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me again. So that was great talking to Mike as ever. Um, obviously, I always love talking to my son. Their, their trip is a bit scary for me. They're going to take off, take my grandchildren with them. But, you know, on the other hand, I get to go to the Caribbean for Christmas and laze about on a sailboat. I can't think of much better than that. And this is, you know, if you've got kids now, bring them up to be adventurous and to travel so that, uh, so that you get to go visit and you get in your latter days, you get to go to all these great places. And, uh, and of course, it's so easy now to work remotely from wherever you are, as you know from you know, the digital nomad. It, it is the digital nomad culture now. And people are working from wherever they want to lay their heads that night. So, you know, Mike has no problem in heading off um, to do his sailing and uh, putting the boat into storage. Um, If they're still in the Caribbean, he'll put the boat into storage next May um, before hurricane season and then head back up to wherever we're going to be for the Vacation Rental Success Summit 2019. Um, We're going to be making a decision in the next... Oh, we're not going to be too, we're not rushing into it. In the next six to eight weeks, we'll, we'll have a good think and we'll take all the feedback from you and the, you know, the people who were there this year and those who would have loved to have been there but couldn't. You know, you guys really need to come in 2019 because it's an event not to be missed. So as ever, thank you so much for being with me. Uh, from next week, we kick off back into another season of great interviews. Uh, I've got a great lineup for you and, uh, and I'm sure you're going to enjoy every single one of them. So as ever, if you've got any suggestions for the podcast, if you want to, if you want me to interview somebody in particular or to cover a particular topic, please email me at heather at cottageblogger.com and, uh, and I will, uh, I'll respond to you and, and take every suggestion and recommendation into account when I'm doing my forward planning. So thanks once again for being here and I'll be with you again next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business. Oh, 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 oh